What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Blue, the self-proclaimed chillest podcast you've never heard of. I'm Taylor. And I'm Christian. And today's episode is called How Surfing Changed My Life. We're going to be just taking a deep dive into how surfing has impacted us. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Did I say deep dive? Great no. job. Good Cohesiveness. Synopsis. Okay, but before we get into this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Follow us on all of our social medias at The Blue Podcast. And if you want access to other exclusive content, consider supporting us on our Patreon. Uh, something kind of cool. What, did you hear something weird? I think I rubbed the speaker. I'm sorry. That was my bad. What? What are you saying? <laughs> okay. Everything sounds fine okay, on my good. end. Okay, good. Good. Um, but something exciting about our Patreon. Blue Crew. Family. We have, I think, five or six tiers up, which is very new for us. We just would post a bunch of extra random stuff. And now we have actual tiers with perks. So head on over there. We've got all of our live streams compiled over there. We have, I don't know, merch options. We have video options, other things i don't really remember but head on over there and support us if you're interested if you're not or if you aren't in the position to support us financially which we completely understand uh give us a like or give us a five-star review or just share the podcast that actually helps a lot more than you think so uh we appreciate all of our blue listeners and thank you guys for your support Yes, absolutely. Also, thanks to everyone who participated in our recent giveaway for Surf Dirt. Yes, we want to congratulate our three feedback. winners. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, let's congratulate them. Yeah, go ahead. We shout have, them out. Uh, yep, we have Iris, Maggie, and Matt. Congratulations on participating and winning. And we're super stoked for you guys to try out the sunscreen because we love it. And I'm pretty confident that you'll love it, too. Exactly. We're stoked yeah. that... Uh, one of our giveaway winners is all the way in Canada as well. So that's that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, super sick. Um, so before we kind of deep dive into this episode, fuck, I did it too. You set me deep up. Deep dive? You said deep what dive. What the heck? <laughs> I, I inceptioned you to say deep dive, so. <laughs> Damn it, I knew it. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. And Grey's Anatomy, as you know, but our listeners don't, used to be our show when we were in college. What you talking about? We listened. Yeah, we would watch Grey's Anatomy all the time. Um, So much so that you and I actually thought that it would be a great idea to volunteer at our local hospital and become whatever they're called. ER volunteers, or I don't remember, but... So I just figured we might as well just do a little throwback. Um, what was your position there? What was a fun experience there? Like, oh my god! Yeah, let's get into okay. that. Okay. Well, oh gosh, great experience. I don't even know if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> so one experience, one interesting experience, like the first week of working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, well, let's just go into the first day of working there. Okay. Um, Okay, so first day, I decide to go by the nickname CJ because I had <laughs> I haven't done this before. My middle name is James, uh-huh. uh, so I was like, you know, CJ sounds like a cool nickname. I'm I'm gonna try this out. Yeah, and I was super excited to go in. My name tag said CJ and everything. 
Um, I'd introduce myself as CJ to all the new employees that were there. Um, so I go into our volunteers office, right? Yeah. Which had like, I don't know, six to 10 people in there. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. Um, and I go in and the first person I see is someone I knew who was on my swim team for the past, like, I don't know, eight years. Uh-huh. And she has never heard anyone call my, call me by CJ. Yeah. So she looks at me across the room in front of everybody. And she says, Christian, CJ. <laughs> and I was just exposed on the first day. So You're thanks, like, Abby. Going by new name, new identity, new profession. And she just called you out. Yep, just exposed. So that was day one. Right. Right. And then I think within the first week, like one of the head volunteers or whatever. Yeah. She she asked me out and I said, geez, so mature. I didn't even say no. I just like didn't respond to her. Wait, did she text you? She she left. She gave me a written note. Can you believe that? Aw. A written note. And I just, I didn't respond to her. Um, and then, like, it just got super awkward. Mm-hmm. So she, like, requested that I don't be, like, working the same shift with her anymore. <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't have the same tasks, like, cleaning up the patient rooms or, like, wheeling people out. Mm-hmm. I started working the front desk. <laughs> yeah. In the hospital. So all I did for four hours straight, I would be just at my desk at the front greeting people yeah telling people uh like who was discharged um i would do my homework Mm -hmm. and it was super super boring it was easy you know right yeah great great time and then like people i would make friends with who i was working with they'd be like hey christian or cj hey cj (laughs) (laughs) they're like they're like hey cj and you're like not paying attention because you don't know exactly (laughs) i didn't respond it took him like they said my name twice and they're like oh crap my name is cj only in the hospital right but they're like hey can you like talk to her and like just say like tell her what's up because things are like awkward in the in the team office and it just yeah i never did it oh my god i love that See, that was the young me. Yeah. I volunteered for the hospital thinking that it would be like Grey's Anatomy. As an 18-year-old, I was like, fuck yeah. I'm not even going to go to med school. I'm not even going to do all that. I'm just going to, like, fuck in the office and in the whatever, the <laughs> on-call rooms and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is not how it goes at all. And there are not attractive doctors everywhere. Like that was the rudest wake up call for me ever. But I was, um, I was an ER volunteer, which I would say actually was probably the, the gnarliest volunteer of them all. Yeah. You got some action. You got, you definitely got some more exposure than I did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I had the night shift for the longest time and, um, I got to see some gnarly things. I got to see a lot of people throwing up, which was not favorable. Um, but the poor people, they were in the ER, and I put myself in that situation because I was a Grey's Anatomy nerd, and I just, I don't know what yeah. I was doing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I got to see some pretty crazy crashes and uh, some crazy emergencies. And shortly after, I realized 
I don't know what I was doing there. So mm-hmm. that was that was interesting. But it was a fun experience cool. and now we are podcast hosts. So clearly that did wonders for our resumes. So cheers to that. That's the thought that that's the thought that came to mind for you. You're working in the ER. Yeah. And you realize <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast, a surf podcast. <laughs> and then 10 years later here we are. <laughs> Oh my god. But <laughs> at least you got to see some cool stuff. The coolest things I saw yeah. were the types of flowers that were being sent to patients. And then I <laughs> just the arrangements were just so beautiful. You're like, wow, Miss Olsen with the orchids again. I love it. Oh, this is for Kevin. Kevin is very popular with the ladies. He's going <laughs> to. Oh, and he gets chocolates too. Oh, yes. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Tell me everything. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I guess I saw some crazy stuff. I learned a lot about head nurses. I learned that they were in charge, uh, loud oh. and proud, and that's awesome. Um, one time I saw somebody come in from a motorcycle accident, and I mean, clearly, there it was probably the worst day of their life, and I was just a stupid kid that happened to be volunteering there. But um, they were, I guess you could say... Oh, God, I don't want to say it. They, their legs were not in the best condition, and the doctors had to go in and cut their pants off. And Go graphic. Get, just, just, yeah. get, uh, get graphic. I want to hear this. And, um, and my job as the ER volunteer was to get him a couple pillows, right? So I went, got him a couple pillows, and then they accidentally shut me in as the doctors are cutting his pants off and starting to do the emergency triage stuff. So I'm sitting there watching him, and I'm like, ooh, gotta go, bye. And I just mm-hmm. kind of push my way out of that. But, um, yeah, honestly, not too much crazy stuff. I made friends with uh, an older gentleman who invested in real estate and um, another older gentleman that um, worked at the morgue. So huh. I was I was well. living the life. Yeah. But honestly, you know, I, I felt like it was a great experience and um, it really taught me a lot about myself. <laughs> See, honestly. my my shift, my duties were so boring that I just didn't really get a good experience. Yeah, out of you it. had I to send brought, Kevin flowers. That's boring. I just and then I just brought high school drama in. Or I, I didn't bring it in, but oh. it was just this stupid drama. Yeah. Well, one time, actually, I did have fun. So um, one time an ambulance rolled up and dropped off a client, or not a client, oh my God, that's my life now, uh, dropped off a patient. And um, then I think it was the Thousand Oaks Magazine or the Westlake Magazine or something. They came into the hospital and they started asking um, basically the people that were driving the, the ambulance, the EMTs, did I say firefighters? No. Okay, good. EMT. I think think it was the EMTs. Um, And they wanted to do like a quick little prompt-to photo shoot. And they asked if one of the volunteers at the ER would mind being a fake patient in the back of the ambulance. (laughs) So the EMTs came in, asked if, you know, one of us would participate. I said I would. And uh, I actually knew the EMT. His father was the pastor of my parents' church back in the day. Oh. Yeah, so full circle, knew the guy. 
uh, he got to pump me full of oxygen while I laid on a bed just with heart eyes because he was, I don't know, 10 years older, thought he was adorable, I don't know, whatever. But it was interesting. It was an interesting... And then that's how I was introduced into media. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's why I am where I am. Right. But anyways, <laughs> the whole point of why I wanted to bring up Grey's Anatomy is because I'm watching it again, and I realized that every episode, you know, they start off with some sort of natural disaster, something so crazy and far-fetched, and then things kind of go a little derailed, a little bit... Um, I don't know, You could, I guess you could say discriminatory or whatever, where they end up having to learn a life lesson. So maybe there's a bias, maybe there's a, a learning curve, something like that. And then at the end, Meredith Grey, who is the main character, she has this whole monologue where she basically tells the audience a life lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hoping that we can do with this episode. <laughs> Okay, so chapter one. What what's the crisis? Chapter one. What's the disaster that we have to to? <laughs> so well, today we're talking about how surfing changed our life, which you know, clearly parallel. Parallel, yes. Parallel to this conversation. Um, well, no, I I wanted to kind of start off by saying last episode we talked about. Um, surf families and we talked about how we grew up not in a surf family and uh i i can understand how that conversation or that episode can come off a bit as um privileged you know we come from a place of privilege a place of financial status um because we're talking about surfing like that's that's what our conversation is about you know we're Mm -hmm. saying oh our family didn't take us to Hawaii every year, poor us, or whatever the situation. But that's not what we were saying. Uh, we were just trying to compare and contrast the cultural aspects behind a surf family. But we wanted to recognize that. So that's kind of like where I wanted to start this episode, was just to kind of talk about that. Um, yeah. But then also uh, recognize that surfing also helped us overcome huge things in our lives that maybe not everybody has had to deal with right so yeah i mean i'm i'm not in any way saying that we're not privileged but surfing has definitely helped us overcome a lot of things in our life i know it helped you overcome things um <laughs> We, we were talking about this earlier uh-huh. um and I, I like i i don't know i couldn't really think of something yeah that surfing has helped me overcome in particular but um it definitely sparked a passion mm-hmm. when i you know started getting into it consistently um because before i started surfing i wasn't really like in love with anything else like i didn't really care for too much i just played games all the time mm-hmm. how lame right like um, board games or what another video game monopoly oh yeah okay. monopoly battleship connect Great 4, game. all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. um yeah like before i was surfing i didn't start surfing until like senior year of high school 
I mean, and by then I only went once and then I started going consistently with you and we started going to college together. Yeah. So, and before that, um, I guess at the time I thought swimming and water polo were my passion, mm -hmm. but that's, that was just like a high school phase. It's one of those sports for me where, um, you know, you graduate high school and then you have all this freedom and you actually get to choose if you want to do high school. I mean, um, if you want to do water polo or swimming mm -hmm. after high school. And I didn't want to do that because I did that for almost all my life. Yeah. So I was kind of done with that. And then I find surfing and it was fun. It was new. Um, endurance wise, it wasn't really a challenge for me because of my aquatic background, background yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So um, and the fact that I had our friend group to go with mm -hmm. as I was learning I had you had your brother had a couple of other friends um, that just made the whole start of my experience just that more better that that, that more better <laughs> that much better um, that more better because drop. <laughs> yeah um, but you guys definitely helped me really start to love surfing because of just the friendship that we had the laughs and just learning together, getting better together and discovering new beaches together. And just, there's so much that just came with the whole surfing, like learning how to surf package. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, um, thank you for that story. Wonderful background. My background with surfing is, um, a little bit dark. <laughs> I guess you could say I'm not going to go too into it, but I do want to recognize and bring awareness to it for those that maybe can relate to it. Um, so growing up, my father introduced sports to my brother and I, so we basically tried every sport and um, I played a lot of sports competitively, but games different basketball games, swim meets. I mean, swim meets were pretty long, which I enjoyed. But um, for the majority of all the sports, after an hour, two hours of a practice or a game, it was over. And then I had to go back home. And um, my, I guess, issue with that was back home, there was, it wasn't a very comfortable environment. Um, my parents were not really doing too well. Uh, it made, as a kid, it made my anxiety um, very high. I wasn't very comfortable being at home. Um, so I wanted to be out doing things that I loved. And the longer I could be out of there and doing my own thing, enjoying what I loved, the better. And I think that's what made surfing really stick with me. Because surfing, you were on your own watch. You were on your own time. You know, you got to surf for as long as you wanted. Surfing, in a way, helped me escape from my family life, which I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but sometimes you need that. And it was nice to connect with people like you and people that uh, had similar interests and we all got to be out in the water and we had this culture and we had this lifestyle and we got to spend time with each other. Um, so, I mean, in a sense, that 
100% saved me. And it's, it's interesting because obviously like the culture is shifting and nowadays kids that are surfing, their parents are more invested in it. Or, I mean, I guess it really depends where mm-hmm. you come from, right? It come like some parents are um, like grom moms, right? So they're like the, hel- the <laughs> helicopter parents and they'll be there with their kids for all the competitions. They'll talk to the coaches or whatever. They'll make sure they watch their kids surf. And, um, but that wasn't how my family was. I got to escape to the beach. I got to do my thing. I got to be with the people I loved and do what I loved. And yeah. that's what made it so pure and relaxing for me because it was my thing and my escape. Right. And I had control yeah. of that because I didn't have control of what was going on at my house. Right. So. Yeah. So it was like, it was like your outlet. Totally. Like, you know, everyone has their different outlets for you and for me too. Um, it was our outlet. Surfing was our outlet. Yeah. And what was cool is like, it started as an outlet and then it just turned into something that we really love. Exactly. Exactly. And, it was- and like you said, we made it our own and we just got engulfed in just the, the the total like the big picture of surfing you know where it's all about just enjoyment and love and being with friends and i don't know it's just really special for us to call our outlet mm-hmm. our passion or just something we love you know totally yeah you're not wrong it was it was a huge commitment um but it was it was something that was necessary and needed for me in order to take the next steps in life. And the best part is, is like, you also have to think as a kid, like from where I was when I was younger to where I am now mentally is completely different, right? Because you experience certain things in life and you process them differently and you think of them differently. And then later on you start to realize and reflect back on how things were and start to analyze and you just kind of begin to grow with things. So surfing was huge for me because in that time, maybe I wasn't able to completely process what was going on, but it was able to just free me in that moment. It took enough commitment and enough time away from what I was currently dealing with to, you know, kind of channel that into surfing. And I didn't yeah. realize it at that time. You know, it was something right. that I ended up realizing later on in life, but I would say that that like you and all of our surf friends pretty much saved my life because we we put so much time into surfing (laughs) we put so much time into surfing yeah we'd spend we i mean we'd spend like i don't know six seven days a week just all day at the beach yeah surf eat surf eat surf eat surf eat we would literally pack our car full of surfboards we would have skateboards uh fishing poles and we would just stay out all day we would go surf in the morning we'd skate somewhere go get food go surfing again go fishing in the evening whatever like we were gone all day and we would do this (laughs) all the time yeah and i genuinely thought that that's how life would be forever that's yeah me honestly me too i thought i thought this same exact thing (laughs) <laughs> I think I told you this earlier, but I like a while back, but I was thinking about how we used to do that all the time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we were like, we weren't even tired. We'd be ready to have like a bonfire uh-huh. um, and cook or do, do whatever. And we wouldn't even 
be tired mm-hmm. nowadays i need i need my nap like right after surfing I know. I need, <laughs> um <laughs> but anyways i wanted to ask you so yeah surfing was your outlet right for sure but would you say that was the main motivator for you to keep going to keep you know surfing or you had other factors involved too you know i to, to pursue that to pursue surfing i i really didn't yeah. know why i wanted to surf so much the reason i started in the beginning was because i mean my father handed me a bunch of sports and yeah nobody surfed when i was a kid like the beach we grew up 20 minutes away from the beach um which is i guess relatively close but still it was far enough away to where we weren't like all the surfer kids um yeah and everybody was doing all different kinds of sports nobody surfed and i thought that it was just the coolest thing and this was kind of the era where blue crush was popular um (laughs) all of the you know what we talked about in our um whatever the fuck that episode was about (laughs) the generations (laughs) i don't know what it was titled uh but that one we had all the taylor Steele films and edits and it was just kind of like this radical time where i just thought it was really cool and as cliche as this might sound or as phony as this might sound andy irons when he said i was just in it for like the party or i thought it was cool like as a as a little kid i just thought it was super cool yeah you know i mean and i thought that i was unique being interested in it because nobody at my school was into it but that's just because i was a little bit just a just a little bit inland compared to everyone else right but um but yeah i didn't really realize uh the effects of surfing or why i was super interested in it until later i mean i definitely think a handful of things played a factor into it i mean it's it's such a unique sport you know it and we talk about it all the time there's nothing more pure than being able to ride a moving element like something that's so fluid and ever-changing each wave is different each day is different it's just so wild right you really have to be an all-around athlete because in in order to read the ocean and to surf waves even at the same break day after day it's going to be different swell after swell right. you know yeah the fact that you have to constantly respond to what the wave is doing on every single wave and you have to respond to it differently too because no one wave is gonna act the same exact way as the wave before it totally so yeah to be able to do that is just it's crazy it the amount of respect that people have for surfers is actually pretty cool yeah um you know i had a question for you yeah what oh did you have a question i yeah but i can't remember okay well while you think about it i'm gonna share this um yeah I also think that surfing kind of brought out a poetic side to me. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So um, I've always been a writer. I've always been interested in um, speaking or writing stories or short stories, poetry, anything like that. Um, and I actually remember in high school, this is totally off topic, but I'm going to share it anyways. Uh, in high school, I had a professor. This was sophomore year, so I must have been 15 years old. Um, and we had to do a poetry assignment and for some reason, I'm like not a class clown 
Like, you know that. I'm really not. But in high school, mm-hmm. apparently, like, my freshman and sophomore year, I was. And I got in trouble a lot with my, like, English class. Like, my English professors. And I don't know if it's yeah. because that's what I always had a passion in. And I felt so comfortable talking to those kind of open-minded, fluid, lit, geeky professors. I don't know. Because I felt like other professors were more strict and streamlined. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, I would kind of joke around and make fun of poetry when I was 15, which is so fucked up because I love it. Um, And I ended up staying after class a couple times and kind of talking to him. And I was like, hey, like, how do I open up? Like, how do I feel comfortable with this? Because I don't know how to just do this. And, you know, we had a couple discussions about it. And at the end of the semester, I turned in my poetry packet and I ended up getting 104% out of 100. And he said, I didn't give anybody extra credit except for you. And he was like, you did a phenomenal job. And he was like, I think you have a knack for this. And I was like, what the hell? This is so cool. So I think that's kind of where my love for writing I guess it was always embedded in me but that's kind of where I started to really believe in myself you know Mm -hmm. so I really started to reflect when I surfed because I felt a lot of poetry within me and so I started like looking at what was happening when we'd go out for a surf and I'd journal it right you know so that's kind of where I started realizing you know that Every single day was different. Every single day was unique. Because I feel like that takes just some sort of like internal realization. And I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, every day is different. Obviously. But obviously. But it was like something poetic in me that made me continue to write about my feelings, which is something that I always kept in. That's cool. So it was like you're, you're, self-reflective awakening kind of yeah i mean yeah wow. i don't know i don't know where that came from but <laughs> yeah, that's cool okay so yeah. surfing has helped you with that i feel like i'm interviewing you right now but um okay so then when do you remember when you realized like i i said the word like again cut that <laughs> do you remember mm-hmm. when you realized that mm-hmm you love surfing and you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Can you pinpoint that moment or no? Um, I mean, I think it was when you and I started going regularly in, I mean, in high school. I don't know. It was just something mm-hmm. I feel like deep down, we don't like to talk about our feelings like humans in general. I'm not just saying you oh, and yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say really? Yeah, no. <laughs> we do. I feel, like, I feel like humans in general don't like to talk about their feelings. Um, and I felt like deep down, I mean, also in high school, like you have all this weird like teenage angst where you're like falling in love for the first time. You're going to school dances for the first time. You're having like, I don't want to say it, but like sexual awakenings and things like that. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think that that time in my life, it was just so pure and I was just so connected with kind of like my, my feelings, I guess, 
Okay. So I feel like that was the time when I figured this kind of stuff out, where I started thinking, this is something that I love, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a pinpointed moment at all? (sighs) No, not really. It's kind of the same thing where it was when I started surfing with you really consistently where I really decided to just invest most of my time into surfing. Because in high school, you base your schedule on classes and whatever sport you're doing or whatever extracurricular blah blah you're doing for school right and then graduate high school go to college and it's a little bit more of a free schedule Mm -hmm. and at this time i was trying to schedule most of my time and work and assignments or whatever on when i was available to surf (laughs) (laughs) so like my priorities were different Mm -hmm. um and I guess I guess I can say that's when I realized I want to spend most of my time surfing and get good at surfing. I wanted to learn about everything there is to know about surfing, wetsuits, board designs. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'd say when we started surfing together in college, that's when I really started to really, I don't know, love the sport. Totally. Wow, you know, that's really cool. You totally went the technical side of surfing, now that I think about it. like I did? Yeah, because you became a board shaper, too. So you understand surfing on a completely different level than me. Because if you were to ask me what kind of boards I ride, yeah, I know the dimensions and all that kind of stuff, but you understand it at a completely different level than I do. Yeah. Where I I yeah I, I guess so yeah. I mean I'm also not gonna say that I feel surfing a different way because you could feel that way too for all I know but I think that it's such a cool thing that both of us take different things out of the sport and it means something yeah so special and unique but so vastly different right you know wow wow you just opened up a web of knowledge there. <laughs> Just you know, a new door. <laughs> I've been uh, reading a lot of Neil deGrasse, so got to keep up. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Uh, How, did you read that yeah. book yet? Well, I'm like almost halfway through. I'm I'm really trying. I'm chugging along. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? I really it? do. I do. Okay. I, okay. I have an appreciation okay, for literature like no other. So you could hand me the most dull book in the entire world, and I'm into it. Did you get into the, the dark matter portion yet? I mean, they kind of sprinkle it in. Yeah, so okay. I've had to reread a couple sections, but yeah. Just read my highlighted points in my... <laughs> I know. <laughs> you you really marked that book up for me. I appreciate it. I did. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's what's so special about this episode. And that's kind of why we wanted to share and talk about this episode, because um, both you and I come from different backgrounds but yet we've been connected through surfing and it means something so, you know, unique and it's so special to us. And it's also an episode that we thought would kind of connect us better with our audience as well, maybe make us relatable in a way that they never thought, you know, because sometimes we're so hyper-focused on a specific topic, but this is like kind of deep diving into our lives. So this is super raw super real please don't judge us for any of this 
we're just trying to connect with you guys. <laughs> yes. Thank you for giving us the time to get to know us. Um, well, is there anything more that you wanted to touch on this? We can k keep going with the conversation. I just wanted to kind of one and done. Uh, um, no, I think, I think I'm good. I think you made a cool point about how we both took the same path as far as getting into surfing and learning together and we each took just different little aspects of it away different aspects for you know both you and i you know you took the po poetic side or whatever you called it i think you said poetic and then i took a little bit of the technical side too totally totally so, that's cool that you know two people or anyone can take different aspects of the same thing and really make it their own yeah and um before we kind of conclude i do want to say that anybody that's in a situation that's maybe a younger kid that's still living at home with their parents and maybe they're not in the most favorable situation or they feel a lot of anxiety because they're living in an environment that's just out of their control maybe there's a lot of fighting a lot of dysfunction um just do your best to kind of get away from that situation a little bit just kind of separate yourself and find good people that mean something to you and um you're gonna find your way so you know don't be too discouraged because life is gonna get a lot better once you get out of that situation and you're um you're you're gonna be okay you know yeah and honestly if anyone from California or if I don't know you're visiting California or something um, and you want to surf with us like we're we will give you open arms we will we will show you how you can love surfing as much as we do um, oh totally because honestly we'll, we will we would love to take anyone surfing yeah because we have we have so much fun doing it we like actually we actually like teaching people how to surf too so yeah oh come and join us the more the merrier for sure i love that like when we call you guys our blue crew we are not joking you guys are 100 yeah. percent part of our blue crew come surfing with us if you see us out in the water anytime seriously paddle up say what's up we love this and um we just love people that are stoked on surfing I mean, yeah. we love everyone because we're super inclusive and all that, but... But especially the <laughs> No, we're just kidding. We love everybody. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, everyone, thank you so much for always tuning into our episodes. We've been getting a lot of views lately and a lot of just amazing support, and we cannot thank you guys enough. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more we could say. Just thank yeah. you. But anyways, we hope to see you guys out in the water, literally anytime. Paddle up to us. And uh, we'll see you all later. later. <laughs>